Hello and welcome to episode three of One Sporting Way. I am once again joined by my two co-hosts, Dave and Remy. Remy, how you doing? What are you drinking? Hey everyone. <laughs> um, I am drinking a local beer this week. It is Boulevard's Ginger Lemon Radler. A good summer beer, I've heard. One of my favorites. That is. That is my that's my summer beer of choice. Oh, it's got a little zing to it. Also, don't sell yourself short. You were drinking something local last week too, depending where you got that water. <laughs> it was straight from the Missouri River and it tasted great. There oh, you God, go. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, uh, I hear you over there. What are you drinking? How you doing? I am drinking a Fox Trotter from Stockyards Brewing Company. I've never had anything from them before, so I'm excited. Let's see how it tastes. Update, it tastes pretty good. Um, yeah, I'm feeling good. Um, we've got theme music, so that's how you know we're legit now. Yeah, uh, so, and Dave mentioned our theme music. We're testing out some stuff, so if you like it, send us a, a, an email. If you don't like it, don't send us an email. Because that would be mean. I'm over here drinking. I'm actually not drinking beer today, so I'll clink my glass. Oh, that that sounds terrible. I don't um, know what that was. I don't know like a really cheap wedding. It, <laughs> uh, but I am drinking wine slush from Nectar of the Vine. We were at the uh, water festival, and this gentleman convinced me and my wife to buy this. It's a bottle of wine mixed with water and a bunch of flavor stuff it's peach mango so it's very good well that sounds amazing and riley takes the cake for drink of the week yeah i was gonna say i don't even know what the water festival is but that sounds fun just imagine like 200 boats all tied to each other sitting in a river that's what the water Ah. festival is. (laughs) they just sit there they don't do anything it's just coving out drinking some beers well okay it's time for na 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 term of the week Ding. That's our second candidate for theme music, by the way. <laughs> In the comments. Yes. Uh, this week's term comes to us straight from the uh, EF.com, all the English football terms you need to know blog. And our term this week is flip flap. Flip flap. <laughs> Flip flap. I feel like that's the name of like the fifth Teletubby that never aired. Ooh. You know? I'll be honest, I do not know this one. So <laughs> I will be joining Remy and giving my best guess. Okay, so really, you have to vote for whichever one of us is the closest. Yes, yes. So what you guys are, are thinking, I'm going to explain to our new uh, listeners. Term of the week, uh, I've looked up terms random soccer terms and our my co-hosts here need to guess what it means right now dave is up one zero after understanding what a hair dryer treatment was in our game last week although you could argue i'm up two zero after the original fox in the box now it wasn't official yet just the inspiration behind the segment so dave uh you won so you get to start this week what is a flip-flap okay a flip-flap which I have not heard this one before, but I'm going to say that that is when a player very demonstratively pretends to be injured. So the classic thrashing around on the ground, I can just see a British guy saying something like, Oi, quit your flipping and flapping. 
And that was a really bad British accent, but you can all hear it now. <laughs> so I think that that's was what amazing. It means. <laughs> can so, you yeah, do that's that what one I'm more time? Oi, quit your flipping and flapping. Oh it's all gosh. in the oi. The rest wow. of it, I, I have no British accent. I can't even fake it. So, according to Anchor, uh, we do have someone listening in the UK. So well, I hope anymore. that one person is not offended by Dave's accent. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, we used to have one person. Remy, what do you think? I have no idea. At first, like my first thought was something with the corner flags, but then I'm like, that doesn't seem like that would even be a term. So I was kind of on the same page as Dave, but I was kind of thinking it was more for like the keeper, maybe mm. like a flip flap could be like when the keeper like dives and gets back up and makes another dive, like a really quick back and forth kind of a thing. Like a I double know, save man. sort of scenario. Yeah, like a, a really quick action from a keeper or something. Uh, so a flip-flap, I will say both of you are wrong, but I'm going to give the point to Remy. Yes! Because I had an accent and everything. <laughs> I know. The definition is the dribbling of a ball in one direction after faking the dribble in another direction with a bogus body movement. It's like, it's also a feint. Like a head fake. Yeah, like a head fake, and I'm giving it to Remy because she said a, a quick double motion from the keeper. It was probably the closest thing, so I'm going to give it to Remy it. this week. Yes, the keeper All could right, do that, that. So technically, that's I'm questionable, okay. but uh, that's okay. I'll, Thank you, I'll Riley. redeem myself next week. Uh, it is also known as a snake bite. Ooh. A snake bite. Yes. All right. This week on term of the week. The score is now one-to-one tie between Remy and Dave. All right, let's dig into kind of the meat of this week. Again, we didn't have any sporting, you know, sporting games to talk about. What we did have two players playing in the Gold Cup this week. We had Alan Pulido kind of make his his first appearance in the Gold Cup. However, he's not really been, been getting a whole lot of playing time. I keep hoping that Funes Mori is secretly terrible at soccer, but until that pans out which it doesn't look like it's going to we can just focus on good old busio yeah so then uh our our boy busio not only made his first appearance uh he subbed in in the in the first game of the gold cup against haiti he got his first start against uh martinique uh in that decisive six to one win over martinique it was a ton of fun to watch he got his first assist had a goal, or should have had a goal, but almost broke the crossbar with how hard he hit it off of that. But I want to start by getting kind of your guys' first reactions to Busio in his first game and a half as a U.S. men's national team player. I'll start by asking you guys a question. Maybe you know the answer. How did Busio not start against Haiti? Because like in the Martinique game, it kind of seems like he was the central player. He was taking all the free kicks, all the corners, and he had a 91% passing accuracy that whole game. So unless the coach is just trying out all of these young players and different combos, I don't see how he wouldn't have started that first game. Yeah, I feel like it probably is that, honestly. I don't remember who started at defensive mid that game, but with how much they put Busio in charge the second game, it seems like... Burhalter certainly has plenty of trust in him, so I do wonder if it was just trying out different players. You know, with the average age of, this is one of my favorite uh, stats they kept quoting, we had a 23-year-old average age of the men's team during the Martinique game, with 35 years old being the Martinique team. I think our team is so young that he's got to be just saying, 
let's just try whatever because honestly the old playbook for the men's national team has not worked in the past and so now we got all these young players let's throw them out there in all these different combinations considering though i think the gold cup is important i think the number one goal for our team right now is to qualify for the world cup later this year Mm -hmm. because what a sad sad day it was when when they didn't qualify last time I think we'll find out a lot more about who he actually trusts when it comes to the Canada game, because that's a game we actually have to win. Well, we we don't have to win it, but to finish first in the group. And so I think there was part of it that was like, it's Haiti, it's Martinique, not exactly world soccer powers. So I sort of wonder if that was part of why there was so much playing with the lineup. No, I I 100% agree. I think that, you know, and I agree, Remy, it was a very sad day when we didn't make it. It made the World Cup not as much fun to watch as much fun as it is to watch when you don't have a horse in the race it's not as not as enjoyable and i think it was a real knock to the united states as a whole to say hey you guys aren't good enough to even play in this tournament when the u.s and if you're not familiar with soccer you just think the united states is number one at everything so why wouldn't we be in the world cup well our team suffered from you know having what i would say is too many stars relying on too many old star players as opposed to really developing the young team. And I think right now that's really what the U.S. is focusing on. Yeah, quick shout out to the women's national team. They've been number one for so long. They could teach the men's team a lesson or two. I agree. I don't know why we don't, why we're not focusing on on our soccer the way women's does. Because they are. Equal play, am I right? Let's do it. You know what? When the men's national team wins a World Cup final, then the the men can make as much as the women the pain needs to be flipped <laughs> that's the dream but yeah there were times during the martinique game i was kind of like just asking myself are we actually good <laughs> it's been so long since i've been like really excited to watch the men's national team i will say i thoroughly enjoyed watching that game I felt bad for Martinique in the second half. Like, I really did. It was kind of a David versus Goliath thing, and David was just getting pummeled by Goliath. Which is an interesting metaphor, Dave, because the Martinique players looked like Goliaths compared to these tiny, what I would call just boys. But there were some 50-50 balls out there where it was truly like, our guys just couldn't hang, because these were men against boys in this game. Yeah, it it did seem like there were a lot of 50-50s that went in favor of the US just because of luck. Like it was kind mm-hmm. of like an odd bounce here or like a weird like someone got a toe on it and it went directly in front of our feet just a couple of times and so I think I mean obviously they still have a lot of a development to do with those one-on-one tackles but I, it did kind of seem like we got really lucky too. I will say highlight of the game for me Watching Busio take all those corners, the Busio assist there at the end of the game was amazing. And I did, I honestly, before this game, had no idea who DK was. Me neither. And oh my gosh, can that guy play soccer? Yeah, yeah. Sporting's going to have a run for their money when we play them. That's part of why I chuckled when you were talking about how big the Martinique players were. I was like, I don't know. DK was kind of just bullying everyone out there. But yeah, no, he's got some power. I, I am not excited to play Orlando when DK comes around. Is Dom Dwyer still on Orlando? I think he's on Toronto. Uh, Montreal. One of those Canada teams. Okay. <laughs> Someone up there north of the border. Mm-hmm. But yes, so it was, I mean, I had a ton of fun. And I'm going to quote Remy here. When Busio bounced it off the crossbar, she said, 
quote, I just screamed. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad we all got to watch it. Shout out to Fox Sports. For, and, yes. You know, <laughs> because we all got to text each other during the game and all watch it at the same time for once. So kind of moving from that game, we are recording this before the US-Canada game. So we do not know the outcome of that. But real quick, I just want to get your guys' predictions so that when we people listen to this on Tuesday, they can say, oh my gosh, you guys were so wrong. So what's gonna what's the score of the, the Canada US game tonight? Um, I think it is going to be 2-1 USA with a goal from Daryl DK, a goal from Zardes, Jesse Zardes. And, I thought you were going to say Zussi. I'm like, yep, that Oh, that'd happen. be awesome. Nope, no goals from Zussi tonight. And uh, Kyle Laren is going to grab Canada's goal. Don't even know if he's in the starting lineup, so I could be way off on this. But 2-1. That's the keeper, but you're probably right, honestly. <laughs> Kyle Laren? I'm just Please kidding. Don't. I don't know. Okay, I was Canadian like, I'm not that off, am I? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm going to say it's going to be a 3-1 to one win for the U.S., I'm not going to say he's going to score the goals just because I don't want to be that bold, but 3-1 U.S. at the end of this. Remy, what do you think? I have not paid attention to any team in this tournament besides the U.S., and it's like subpar paying attention at best. So I don't really know how we compare to Canada right now. I know they're, they have more goals than we do right now, so they're technically ahead of us, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. But we are at the same goal differential right. at six. Yes. I don't know. I think I'll just throw a curveball in there and say Canada's going to take this two to one. All right. I don't know. I feel like with our young players, we have a lot of potential, but there's also a lot of potential risks with that as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like it. All right. So when you guys are listening to this on Tuesday, you'll be able to see how absolutely wrong or correct we were. So we're going to move on to, we've talked a lot about Busio in the game, but a lot of news has been rolling around recently about Busio being transferred out of the country. The rumor is primarily focusing her in Italy. But before we dive into those rumors, I have some Busio facts for everyone. So Gianluca Busio is the youngest player to ever sign an MLS contract since Freddie Adu in 2004. He's the third youngest to ever start in an MLS match. And for Sporting Kansas City, 63 appearances, 41 starts, 8 goals, and 9 assists. Wow. And what those stats don't talk about is how unbelievably crucial he is in our build-up game. I think that just kind of encapsulates his importance to the team. And, and I remember like when he first came on the scene, of course, it was like everyone was just amazed by how young he was. But then just to see that mature and transform into amazement at his actual skill and just him dominating games for us it's always bittersweet when a player moves on and gets that big deal in in europe which it now really looks like is happening for him because you know you'd love to see him continue playing for your own favorite team but i think those stats really kind of show what a prodigy he really is yeah i think you know all of us have watched and played soccer long enough that we can kind of see how crucial of a player he is in the midfield it's it's hard i think when you're just starting out as a fan and you are really only looking at the goals or the big saves or the big tackles you don't really see a lot of the build-up and the progression of you know like when we have possession of the ball how crucial it is to get all those accurate passes in the middle 
And that's, I mean, you know, that's something you work up the longer you watch a game. You watch soccer, the the more you'll notice those things. And he's definitely one of those, like, I don't want to say behind the scenes, but he's kind of just doing a lot of the prep work for those really nice plays that we have. And that's definitely going to make a really a big impact on the entire team when he inevitably leaves. I am looking forward to him coming back to the U.S. when he's in his late 20s. And he's like retiring from European soccer and he's like, where am I going to go? And then he'll return back to Kansas City in 12 years. He'll Aww. be back. Well, welcome Roger back Espinoza. like the prodigal son. <laughs> we will. Our prodigal son returns to Kansas City. <laughs> but right now, so we've got conflicting reports right now, but it seems it's seemed for a while now that he's headed for Italy. Uh, the Serie A side, uh, Venezia FC. Um, according to Italian media um, on Twitter, it's a done deal. Uh, Four million euros plus bonuses to Sporting Kansas City um, for that transfer. It's a permanent transfer, not a loan. Although Sam McDowell has come out in Kansas City Star saying that it is ongoing discussions. And what I've noticed is this has kind of been a back and forth. I was reading about it this morning of like Italy basically saying it's a done deal. We're getting him. He's coming to Italy and Kansas City saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. You might be, but we have not agreed to anything yet. So he kind of got to hold back on that. But it seems pretty definitive. John Luca Busio will not be finishing the season with Sporting Kansas City. So what are your guys' reaction to that? Insert booing sound here. I think Remy's exact words in the group chat were like, screw you, Europe, in all caps. And I could not agree more. Like, it's just, it, it always happens and that was when we were talking about the fact that like he's gone like right now if this transfer goes through this is not like a wait till the end of the season thing in all likelihood he's played his last game for sporting kc and like i said it's bittersweet i think it is it's a very small team so it's also kind of like not a step down in terms of the competition level because he'll be going against some of the best in the world. But just going from like Children's Mercy Park, like jam packed every week, 25,000 people to like Venezia, where there's 8,000 people in the stands. I think it'll definitely be different for him, but it's a stepping stone at this point. Like, John, yeah. he's, he, he's going to grow so much. I can see him playing championship side, Premier League side sometime. Just he needs that development. And as much as I like to think that the MLS can do that for him, you got to go overseas to be the best in the world, right? The MLS has a problem being, and of course, you guys may disagree and our listeners might disagree to this, but the MLS for a lot of people around the world is a retirement league. No, you're right. That's why, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo said, like, I'll go to LA when I'm done playing over here because we're looked at as a joke because the U.S. doesn't take it as seriously as other people. And so until the MLS and the United States as a whole starts really pouring into soccer, we're going to continue to lose amazing players like Busio. And I'm kind of disappointed we're losing him for only $4 million. Like, I know that'll still probably be a record transfer for us, but with all the $7 million plus add-ons that was kind of bandied around last week, I'm a little disappointed at the price, but... You know, it's not my money, so I don't really care that much. But yeah, I don't know. What are you guys' thoughts on no, that? No, I kind of agree. I, I mean, of course, nothing's set in stone yet, and no one really knows anything until like sporting or whatever team he goes to makes an official announcement. But yeah, I, I don't know. The weird. I just feel weird about how he's leaving in the middle of the season when we're re- doing really well, and it's it is unfortunate if we don't get him for another game, like. No one knew that that was going to be his last game, so we can't even like send him off properly. And 
the MLS has been through such a drought with games right now because of the Gold Cup. So it's it's kind of doing him a disservice if he just up and leaves right now. I mean, that's the other thing with the MLS, though. Until we get on schedule with everyone else in the world, we're going to have players leave midseason because right now in Europe, they're not even playing. Yeah, this is their off season, and that's why they're stocking up. And it's also like, at least I had hoped, okay, maybe he signs with another team and they immediately loan him back to Sporting KCE for the rest of Sporting season. Like, that would make a lot of sense for both parties. Not going to happen now, because this team's going to be in a relegation battle the entire season. They're going to need all the help they can get, and he'll probably start for them, so... Yeah, I'm with you, Remy. It's a bummer. Like, if I had known it was going to be his last game, like, I don't know, I probably would have tried to, like, go watch it. Yeah, I would have bought tickets. I would have tried to, like, hug him until he never leaves. And I'll just, like, be on his (laughs) leg as he's walking around the field. I thought you said pee on his leg. I'm like, did he get stung by a jellyfish? (laughs) I'm marking my territory. This is the U.S.'s property. No one else can take him. Such a good hug that he's like, I have to stay here. And then Riley moves to South Carolina. Oh, then he comes to South Carolina and me and him start our own professional soccer team here. Oh, the South Carolina jellyfish. I mean, honestly, if you had outbid Venezia, you could still do that. You know what? I will ask around. I'll start a GoFundMe for $5 million to get Busio to join the South Carolina jellyfish. (laughs) Yes. And FC, I think FC. we found the name of our episode here. South Carolina Jellyfish. What was it? Yeah, exactly. FC. FC. I love it. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. So I guess uh, with, with Busio moving, we kind of got to talk about that crucial position that always feels like when sporting has someone really, really strong in that center defensive mid, that's when we're really good. We talked about Yuri Rossell in our top 11. And with Busio there, we've been excelling in the midfield. Who's going to replace him? Who's going to take over that defensive mid position? I think Elie is the obvious choice to slot in to the defensive mid position um, just because of his playmaking ability and the fact he has experience in that position. But then with how well he's been playing at center back, you kind of lose that defensive solidity. So I think it all depends on whether how much of a reshuffle Peter Vermees wants to do because our center back depth is not great. Like a lot of players have underperformed at center back with the exception of Fontas. So I think, you know, do you put Punchek in there? I'm trying to remember. Uh, Yeah, uh, Isimat Mirin is another example of, you know, a player who we've signed and is pretty big name coming in, but doesn't have a lot of experience back there yet. So I don't know. It could also be time for Remy to step up to the plate and play uh, defensive mid if Vermees decides to go that route. Let the record show that David's talk David. Dave is talking about a you different can call Remy. Me David, it's fine. <laughs> yes, this is a reference to Remy Walter, but I omitted <laughs> the last name intentionally because, you know, it's more fun that way. <laughs> Anything could happen, honestly. Yeah, Dave, I kind of agree with you about Elie, but like, yeah, someone would have to be a defender and we don't really have like I don't, in my opinion, I'm not always super confident in our defenders because they're all relatively new to the team. Unless like Jalen Lindsay moved up into Busio's spot and maybe Roger moved back. I, I, re- I don't know if like we'll have to change our entire formation for this or if it's actually way more simple and Peter Vermees is listening right now and just laughing his head off. Okay, if Peter Vermees is listening right now, like we've arrived. Like mission Hi, accomplished, guys. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't think he's listening for tactical advice, though. <laughs> yeah. You can call him Pete once he starts listening to your podcast. I don't know if we're allowed to. I feel like we have to call him Mr. Vermes. Mr. Lord Vermes. Vermes. Lord Vermes to us. Oh, gosh. Uh, I don't I don't know if I feel comfortable <laughs> calling many people Lord Vermes. <laughs> Hello, sir. This is where Dave brings that British accent yeah. again. Well, you, you had a good one a second ago. I feel like you're now the the British accent guy. And also, why would I why would I bring out the British accent again when it didn't even win me term of the day? I mean, ah, fair. I'm mothballing that permanently. All right. Well, I I'll give kind of my my thoughts here. I think someone that we've been missing actually is uh Mr. Gotti Kinda himself who had an amazing start to the season and then got knocked out. And so I think if he gets back into the midfield, you can move potentially Roger into that defensive mid or bring Ilya up as soon as we get our back line fully healthy. I think there's a lot of people, but I, I can see us taking a dive here without Busio. Not like, you know, going on like a seven-game losing streak, but I can see us losing some close games because we don't have that buildup in the midfield. And someone that's used to playing there, Ilya's kind of been stuck on the back line you know, with Gotti Kinda out, but without them in the game and getting that playing time, I think we're going to, we might lose a close game here or there just because of that midfield kind of lacking because of the missing, uh, missing Busio. Or, you know, we could just take out Kyrie Shelton and like just refigure everything and we'll probably be fine. Yes. The solution to our, our defensive mid position is to take out our striker. Our backup striker, not even someone who's in the starting lineup. <laughs> someone has to agree with me on this. Someone out there, probably our UK fan, agrees with me about this. All right, we, we'll, we'll see what they think. You can, uh, so Remy, do we have an Instagram yet? We don't. That is in the works. Um, I think most of us have made posts and shared it with our networks and our friends that we are actually making this podcast so, yes, all of our followers, just keep an eye out on Instagram. We'll be making an official podcast Instagram soon. You'll get to see some behind-the-scenes work that we do and get to know us as hosts a little bit closer. Yeah, it's going to be great. Give us a follow when that happens. I love it. I love it. And, Dave, you are also getting an Instagram I for the friends. I do have an Instagram account. I cannot promise that there will ever be a single post, but if you enjoy following Instagram accounts that do not post anything, then it's just Dave is the name of me. That's my Instagram handle. Dave's about to be an influencer and get like 10,000 yes. followers in five seconds. Remy already made fun of me because I set up my account on a computer, which apparently is like the cardinal sin of Instagram. <laughs> Wait, what? Insert booing noise again. I was just already on the computer and I was like, oh, I told Remy I was going to make an Instagram account to like our, you know, one sporting way post. Stop it. Did you just, you, you made know, it on I, a computer. It's not like the you have to use it on the computer. Me up at night. It's not like you have to use it on the computer. It's just how I opened the account. That's the thing. Dave. Thank you, Grandpa Dave. <laughs> I don't understand the issue here. It's just creating an account and answering Grandpa, a confirmation it's email. Time for your nap. Just take your meds oh my and goodness. take a little snoozer. You guys are the worst. Oh now my god! Go close the account. <laughs> okay. Well, before Dave does that, let's wrap it up here, guys. Any any final thoughts? Any what what? Give your final farewell. To, to Busio as it seems like he's headed out. What, is, what do you want to tell him? Yeah, no, I would like to say farewell and good luck to Busio. I think I'll always be a Gianluca Busio fan. Just, you know, what a special player he was and it continues to be. And judging from 
past sporting players that have moved on, I've always continued to root for them and super happy when they pop up in the news for, you know, achievements and trophies and stuff. So yeah, good luck to him. I hope this is the start of big things for him. And uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's been listening to us and big shout out to Annie for literally forcing an employee of us soccer to subscribe to a podcast after she met him on an airplane. So unofficial director of marketing for this week only. (laughs) Okay. I guess I'll give my farewell. John Luca Busio, if you're listening to this, first of all, that's amazing. Thank you for listening. And second, you should know that all of Kansas City, the real fans are going to be supporting you in Europe. And, you know, no matter where you go, like the real fans are going to be backing you and always in your corner. And we'll be welcoming you back with open arms. Hopefully, if you ever return to the U.S., know you have a home in Kansas City. That was beautiful. I did major in communications. That was very heartfelt. Thank you. That was. Jean-Luc Abusio, I want to thank you for your time here in Kansas City. We will always love you. And I know all of Kansas City is looking forward to their new favorite Serie A team, Venencia FC. So with that, it has been great. Guys, this has been awesome again. Thanks for podding with me. Thank you to all of our new listeners, all of those out there. Um, share it. Give us. Uh, we actually have three five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts, Ooh, which is go. awesome. <laughs> so drop us a rating. I think I'm, I'm one of them, and it's probably you guys as the other two. I haven't rated us on Apple Podcasts, so we have at least one organic rating. Yes. <laughs> we do. Oh, Let's fantastic. <laughs> so thank you. Drop us a rating. Share it on your social media. Let your friends know that we're out here talking about sporting, and we want to hear from you guys. You can always reach out on, at our email, one number one sporting uh, way pod at gmail.com. Look out for our, our Instagram coming soon, and we will see you all next time down here at One Sporting Way.